This is the time, this is the place, and this is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And since anything is geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're going to get. So, this is your host, IMC. In the studio with me is a whole bunch of folks, and I'll get to them in a moment. But this week, we'll be talking about the film Black Panther. After that, stick around for Everyday Hero shoutouts and our question of the week. How we doing, gang? Hi, I'm Bill- B. Billy. <laughs> B is here. Billy's here. Tanya's here. T. Dolly and Edwin are here. Hi. D and, D and E. D and E. So we got there almost the whole alphabet here. <laughs> on the S. phone, producer Sherry and the Mighty Monk is on, on board. In the studio for the first time I. in ages. In ages. We miss you so much. The the almighty, the box office goddess, Sybil, is here. Hi. Hi, baby. How you doing? Oh, I'm so, wonderful. So much better than being on yeah, the phone. I'm serious. Now, this is being taped. We're, we're taping on the 4th. This is going to drop on your birthday, the 14th. <gasps> Ooh. I know you're up here to visit family for your birthday this weekend. So happy birthday, sweetie. Thank you. And you say it's your birthday. There it is. And Sorry. also, last <laughs> but certainly, certainly not the least, sitting to my immediate left is my bouncing baby boy. Ian has returned to the studio for his first time in a while. Hello. How are you, big man? Doing good. Good. He's about only like a quarter inch shorter than you are right no, now. No, he's shorter than that, but he Not is going much. into a growth cycle again. This 15-year-old boy is what? He's like 6'3 at this point already. Are we finally going to tell him how World War II ends? No. <laughs> no. The Nazis are not happy. This is it. The Nazis are protesting. It was a giant bakery. However, the Romulans are. The Romulans are all that's in. That's a surprise twist. That's, that was a twist. The Axis powers were defeated by the Romulans. And so there we go. So, hey, but we're all good. Everybody's healthy. We just, uh, we, we survived. Did Sherry and Monk on the phone? Yeah, I did. I said okay. that. Sherry and, and, and the Mighty them. Monk. I said that. Mighty Mon- Monkey Wench. Okay. And then did they get their chance to say hi? I don't know. I don't, no. I'm just I'm 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 on I'm yeah, on a clock now. I'm being told by my producer I have to like stop kind of lollygagging my way through things you at this point. You need to be here to hurt him. I did not. I'm in your chair. <laughs> <laughs> no power in the I verse. Hear you. Yeah, I we're not going. You. We're not going in there. Um, cause, cause I have this, I finished Serenity. I, now I'm. I have this horrible dream. I have this horrible dream. That I'm going to be sitting in the green room at the June show. And I'm going to be sitting there Eric minding Avari. my own business, and Eric Avari's dog is going to come in with a little note tied to its collar. <laughs> so. No, that'll be at my house. <laughs> yeah. So. I can do that, Sherry. Awesome. <laughs> Just so. remind me. But we're all good. Everybody's I here. Totally, we're all I healthy. We totally support this idea. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we all survived another snowmageddon again. We, I'm we, sorry. How much? How much snow we did you get out in your snow. way, Sherry? Uh, about three feet. Okay. Yeah, we got about two, two and a half in is, some places. I think this is probably the worst snowfall we've had um, since we've lived back here in Clinton, and um, we do have someone on the injured list. Oh, husband, right? Oh yeah, assistant producer Chris, Chris is laid up. Us. He is very hurt. He's a hurting unit today. All right, we're sending him some love and good juju to help tell him to get it back on his feet soon. What was that, Monk? Lana's arguing with me. So oh, well, her. she's well, a child. They do we that. We couldn't keep up with it. We couldn't keep up with it this time. No. We're blaming okay, enough, Angie. Enough. Yeah, we're blaming Angie. I'm going to stay out of this <laughs> conversation. Uh, no, no, Ray's taking responsibility for this one. Okay. Blame both of them because they like snow. I do. Yeah. Oh, we're blaming Ian also? Yeah. All right. So we're going to jump in, and we we're going to go into some sponsor shout-outs. We've got our usual list. You guys should be familiar with them by now. we got our, our typical uh, tip of the hats to, to Knox, FC3's living room. 
which we had a great cosplay karaoke event at they were last awesome. week. Oh my god, that was so much fun. Um, and uh, Selena's best Mexican food in Rochester. First Print Comics, we love you guys. Great Escape Room of Rochester and Wibbly Wobbly, Timey Wimey Heather from Wibbly Wobbly is one of the people responsible for bringing us Caitlin Blackwood, the young Amelia Pond from Doctor Who's series five, and I believe she popped up in seven and eight as well. No, six and seven. So um, because eight was Capaldi, so she was not in that one. But anyway, uh, so we got a lot going on there. Patreon. Keep your eye on our Patreon in coming weeks. A lot of changes. Don't forget to support us. www.patreon.com backslash FC3ROC. Uh, and you will start seeing some behind the scenes. And uh, every Patreon subscription will get a shout out online. Uh, Apple five star reviews. Want, uh, want to help others find the show? Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review will be thanked on the air, and any questions will be answered. We want this to be a conversation, so please send your questions. Uh, and now we're going to, uh, what, we're going to hang for a second? We got a break? How are we doing, Sherry? <laughs> we're doing fine. I'm just, I want to know, know how people are doing in there. Okay, so Dolly and Edwin are at one end of the table, and they're kind of staring quietly at their phones. So they're fine. <laughs> they look a little tired. So <laughs> how excited I was to see that Eric Avari posted to oh, I one know. of our um, um, uh, Facebook posts. Yes, yes, thank you, Billy. Wow, I, Tanya. I, I I'm tired. I, I don't know this like not being at work. We're since all a little more, more Cadbury eggs. More, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more Cadbury eggs. Yeah, considering tomorrow I, I'm starting my diet. Yep. So, <laughs> that's a prescription I'm going, for I'm, today. I, I'm going on the I'm not going to lift kitty litter anymore diet type. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure you are. <laughs> she was inspired. I was very inspired. Oh, my God. Billy's wife Susan, Susan has. Looks it amazing. looks amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah she's, she's lost. She's a phenomenal lady anyway, but man. Yeah, she's lost... Uh, 80 pounds That's since like the end of August. Oh, wow. my God. That is yeah. impressive. So, That's dedication. So bravo to, bravo Susan. to Susan. Oh, man. I, that's, I can't even. Uh, yeah, I'm actually on the same trip. I started a new gym membership near the house. Okay. He's going to work earlier. I'm going to have to get up early anyway, so I'm going to go to the gym and then go, there you go. to work. Yeah. Nice. Well, good luck with that. What are, You got any goals, any objectives? For me, when I work out, it's just basically I want to make it to the top of the stairs without losing my breath. That's that's pretty much I'm fully. That's just standing up. I, I want to I want to tone and you know look like Valkyrie because she looks like what Wonder Woman she looks like. There you go, there you go. Um, how about you, Sibs? You're going to be in town for the rest of the day today, right? On. Uh, uh, yeah, just the rest of today. Uh huh. Hang out with a few other friends and then back and then back to Pittsburgh. Driving back down to Pittsburgh. So what what can we do to bring you back to Rochester? Like win the lottery, probably. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's probably going to be the only thing that gets me stuck in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll bring you up seasonally because you're our box office goddess. You help us run yeah. FC3. Got to come up and visit every few months or so. There you go. Ian just killed a doodle. <laughs> yeah. what, what was that? Was that a, Kill the doodle. Kill the doodle. He's know, like, but... he's turning right. He's like, why is everybody looking at me? Because we can all hear you, we heard Ian. The... <laughs> yeah. We're losing connection. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in the same room. We're all in a tunnel. (laughs) It doesn't work that way, Ian. Nice try. How about you, Tanya? Tanya Fabulous, what you doing over there? Um, I'm doing pretty 
think that other than the fact that I can't remember what I wanted to say in regards to Facebook posts and all that type of thing. I have a whole age crack that I could make, but you're younger than I am, so I'm not going to make it. And you're within <laughs> arm reach today. You know, I'm not really stressed you're about that either no, because I'm I still the dungeon master. I don't want ah. my character to die. Yes, I was going to say, so. there's D&D later today. No, I'm just gearing up for a pretty busy week between mm-hmm. board meetings and CSE meetings and birthday celebrations and all Yeah, that your birthday's coming. This is like birthday season Woo! for the for the family here. We've got Sybil coming on. We got with Sybil and Sybil and Sybil and then Tanya. So Tanya and then Sybil. And Susan's, Susan's was yesterday. Was Susan's was Friday. yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday? I thought it was Friday. Nope, the Saturday. Saturday. The third. third. My grandmother's was the second. How's is that Gigi? That was Gigi. Gigi's, How's Gigi doing? Gigi's doing awesome. That's great to hear. She's yeah. coming. She's what now? 80? 87. 80. Whew. I had to okay. think about how old I was and then at 40. <laughs> and at 40. Okay. Because well, I'm going to be 46. I do that with my mother. Yeah. Uh-huh. So... No, I have, um, actually, we've been working on Edwin's Twitch channel, just okay. kind of practicing to gear up for the Mighty Monkey Twitch channel. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, as of this drop date, 3-14-2018, today, Wednesday the 14th, uh, our Twitch channel, thank you for, nice little segue there, brilliantly done, Dolly. Uh, our Twitch channel will be up and running. Uh, we did our, our 24-hour of madness uh, on the 10th, that I'm Saturday. I'm so tired. I know, still. <laughs> yep, Edwin, Edwin started up. Starting it off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Edwin's starting his off at and eleven o'clock, right? Yeah. Yep. I got the I got the four fifteen to six thirty. I know I'm showing up at Sarah and Curtis's apartment and setting up my PC and then that's it. I'm hunkering in and doing whatever they tell well, me to do. I'm also gaming that night, so I didn't game okay. cosplay karaoke night. So gotcha. I'm gaming that night. But, okay. But I'm doing I, whatever my dad does. Yep. I follow him. That's it. He, well, it's only to a particular degree. Because then I tell you to clean your room, and you don't follow that. Selective hearing, uh-huh. sir. Selective yeah, you're not hearing. supposed to have that until oh, no. you're in your 40s. Curtis oh. was saying something about that they had Wii games, and Sarah's yelling at them yesterday, going, no, I already did the schedule. Do not put Wii stuff into this. <laughs> I'm like, I can play Wii. I really can. We uh, like the, rest the Wii. Of, the rest of the I games, gotta go I, Wii. I'm so scared, too. You gotta go I, Wii. No, I'm little terrified you're a little terrified of this so for those of you who are not sure or maybe missed the marathon on the 10th what is twitch you might ask well here it is this is the bottom line of it uh twitch is a video streaming service uh now predominantly it's used so you can watch people play video games and and interact with them while they are doing it so it can be a live stream now think of it way back when you were a kid or if you're a kid right now think about how you do things now you're always watching the people playing and what the heck is Oh jeez, Billy. Twitch, Twitch. Oh my god. It's the only Twitch I know. It's the only Twitch that Billy knows. Close enough. Who doesn't love the Flintstones? I'm telling Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. They're the modern Stone Age family. Um sorry. From the town of Bedrock. They're a page right out of history. Uh, where was I? Modern so you can family. basically you can hang I out and watch like Fred Flintstone. while your friends are yeah there you go while your friends are playing video games. Um, we are planning on on doing that. We're going to have our channel running fairly regularly, so you can keep an eye on us while we're doing Overwatch and World of Warcraft and um, and a variety of things. There's going to be a long list of things. Edwin, what's on the list? Oh, pretty much right now we got you know Destiny, Destiny, Overwatch, okay. uh-huh. uh, Monster Hunter, okay. Uh, Maybe a couple other more is going to be probably some you know, Call of Duty action going on from time to time. Uh, not from my not from my part, but no, yeah, I don't mostly. think I saw yeah. Call of Duty on there. Um, I also know that we have an evolutionary plan, like we have for just about everything else with this company, and and that is we're going to be adding our own 
um, talk shows, in essence. We're going to have, uh, like, you know, you're familiar with Critical Role and Critical Hit. We're going to be doing our own version of that. So we're going to have a regular D&D campaign that will go up on a weekly basis. Uh, we're going to do our weekly game night uh, opposite of that. And uh, so game night Ooh. would be like if you want to play the Star Wars D20 or if you want to play... Um, Talisman, or if you want to, if you've never heard of, uh, if you're one of the rare people who have not heard of Cards Against Humanity, we're going to play. These are the things we're going to do yes. on on quote unquote game night. Um, so There's, we'll be we'll be featuring other role playing systems as well. I pulled up the 24 hour Twitch schedule. Yes. There's Overwatch. There's a Bean Boozled Challenge. Uh huh. Pong. What? <laughs> I, I'm scared of that one. That's uh, a possibility, Billy. I think so. The one I'm in, involved in is the Jackbox Party Pack. And, and you that, had a good time with that. Yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> That's the thing about recording ahead of time. Make a anyway. sandwich challenge, the what's in my mouth challenge, uh, cotton yeah. ball challenge, I, there's, chubby we're, bunny challenge. They we're going to be doing some... some we're gonna be doing some fun stuff with this, um, and then as that takes off, then we'll 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 take requests. So if there's something that you, the dear listener, wants us to do, uh, then there you have it. We're so gonna have an option like for I that. So it looks like I have to come in on uh, from 9:30 to 11 on uh, Sunday. Yeah, because it's Chris and the FC3 family. So that's it. I get to go home and sleep. And you're all my family. I get to go home and sleep for a little while. I love you guys. I don't. And come back. Yeah. Well, so yes, punk. there's gonna be a lots of fun times or. There were lots of there fun There were? Times. You're there very were. tired? I am exhausted. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is what happens when you're pre-recording You're a time something. traveler. That's what ah. it is. <gasps> Where's my TARDIS? See? Yeah. <laughs> it's on my back. Yeah, there you go. And, and Sherry, don't it's worry, because we're going to be talking about Twitch on a fairly regular basis. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably mention some more of this next week as well. Just, and we'll just keep talking about Twitch as as it unfolds. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is going to be a regular feature. We'll probably talk about on the podcast is what we're doing on Twitch and what our schedule, upcoming schedule will be like, stuff like that. Um, so the fact that we're probably putting a little more time in it than we usually do right now, not a big deal. Um, where was I going with this? No, we were just checking to see how we all were. Oh, and yeah. Then we were going to yeah. do a break and then come back with our Sounds like discussion. A plan. Let's that, do that. That's what we're going to do? Let's go do that. We're okay. going to go to a break? We'll go to a break. That'll be fun. And then and Sherry can yell at me somewhere because she does that. Shot, She's good at it. One time he's riding my car and I flipped on the turn signal and he just went, what's that clicking noise? <laughs> hey, any of your car is making like a clicking noise. <laughs> You're an idiot. You know, on Star Trek, where it says, to boldly go where no man has gone before, Jonely thought boldly go was another planet. <laughs> I swear, watching it one night as kids, Joan just look, looks over and goes, when are they going to boldly go? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> they ain't never been to boldly go. Why don't we hang out? Says <laughs> Joan the Bonely from Bodley Go. I can't make that up. I am not that smart. He is that dumb and he's a daddy. He's dumb but he's a great hunter. The way he hunts is dangerous. He'll go, man, if it moves, just shoot it. He'll go like, got him, Zeke. Zeke. Zeke's last words were like, what's that clicking noise? <laughs> yeah, over, they overstuffed these smart water bottles.
<laughs> Billy, you find the best comedy things. Thank you. Best comedy bits. Thanks. See, that's why he's a true professional. He's uh, our Billy. You're our ringer. Without you, we would be like, we'd be floundering around. <laughs> wow! I but feel we are bad professionals, for you. though. We are professionals. You now. are. This is amazing. We've we've been doing this for about a year and a half. I, I think, think you. I think you guys are great at it. Thank you, Billy. Well, I know Sherry has definitely helped us up our game. That's a thing. That's definitely a real thing. Sherry, are you still there? Or are you like just kind of like sitting yeah. in the corner, going, "Is when is he going to stop talking?" No, I'm fine. A little ah, bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> really? Really, Ian? Really? Do you need to be fired? I'm a love for the offspring. I can't fire him. He's my kid. There's biological connection there. I can't Plus, fire him. Plus, not even hired at this moment. Yeah, he's not. He's 15. Yeah. So there's child labor laws. You can only work for so long, so get out of here. Oh, no, I can't say well, that. If it's a family <laughs> business, he can stay as long as he wants, though. Oh, <gasps> see, that's good. Because he, he would have been out of here like about five Bob's minutes burgers. ago. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, what did we do recently? We saw one of the biggest movies recent of of recent memory. It's like the Black Panther. We saw that. We did a little video which got popped up recently. Thank you, Dolly. It was awesome. Uh, Edwin, his uh, his first swing at a um, at being a sound guy. He's my boom op. He's yep. a boom. I want to know what the one two that you were number one for two straight. Number oh, oh, it was the number okay. one movie for two like, straight weeks. You know what it is? He didn't realize that the mic was over you guys and that you couldn't hear him if he spoke. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was trying not to speak so the camera wouldn't pick him up, not realizing the mic like, was pointing at 12? you. 12? 12% of a plan? Yeah, 12% of a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know it's a Marvel movie, but... I was like, I, I'm like, because yeah. I was telling like I was telling Chris earlier. I'm like, Edwin was going one and two, and I had no clue what he was talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Here's here's how successful this movie was, or is still is. I watched it twice. No, and not only have we gone to the theater to see it twice at this point, this movie made back its production cost in the first weekend alone. Okay, how many movies can claim that? Not 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 many. I like very very few. Yeah. I mean, it's that's insane. In the first two days, this thing hit the theaters. It made back the cost of production. Did any of the Star Wars movies do that? I don't think any of the Star Wars movies. I think Last Jedi came closest, mm. if I'm not mistaken. No, or, it was uh, it was um, the the other one. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I beat you to it by a heartbeat, Monk. Yep. So what? We got so we're going to review our Black Panther. We've 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 done the the non spoiler review, the video that came out like a week or so ago. Spoilers. There you go. Sorry. Um, spoiler, sweetie. What's that? Spoiler. Spoiler. It's a yes. spoiler alert. You know spoiler we're alert. so if you haven't alarms seen it going off by March fourteenth. Yeah. Pause this right now. Go watch it, and, and then, then come, come back, back to the come back to it. And you're but, like, like only the warning. one person left on the planet. Seriously, I think too. there's only like one. Um, now, right now, my husband and my oldest have not seen it yet, but they neither one of them care about spoilers. Yeah, so, it's like okay, spoil it, whatever. Well, Tyler, Tyler's sings. the kind of person that you could tell him had, something and it goes in one ear out the other, and he'd Tyler still be surprised. Had two opportunities to come and see it, and yeah. he said no both times. I know. So, you know. Sucks to be him. And and I'm just going to say that I think I've made this comment before, but when we have our like our full on merchandising and and stuff like that, we're going to have to have like a perfume named Spoilers. Mm. <laughs> you know. it, there's got to be one already out there. A scent, a scent for the geeky girl. Spoilers. My <laughs> so I can just imagine people. Gonna, we got to do the commercial for that, Dolly. That's going to oh, be yeah. good. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, right off the top of the bat, so let so we're making it very clear that we're going to be talking about little bits and pieces of this movie, 
And some of the things we say are probably going to be giveaways and spoilers. So you are now duly warned, as Tanya has said. Um, If you have not seen this movie yet, then what happens next is on your head, not ours. Okay, that's done. We've given you plenty of warning. What makes this movie different from any of the other Marvel Cinematic Universe movies? What what is it about Black Panther that has made it so so huge so quickly? The casting, okay, just just the basic these just the the strong female characters. There's actually Mm -hmm. many of them this time, and not just not just token exactly. Right, there's no token characters in this. Plus, there's every character when they're there, Mm -hmm. they their their presence takes up everything. Oh yeah, I do. We've I, I was having this conversation earlier today. Um, I don't think there's a single throwaway character in the entire movie. I don't think there's one person who doesn't have a role to play. Um, you know, I mean, you've got some extras in the background that obviously they're there to be extras and fill in the scene and whatnot. But seriously, even the rhino. Oh, I was just yeah. yes, even the, the rhino. rhino. They, weren't even, they weren't throwaways either. No, no. they, they even had their own the personalities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and that, <laughs> that was great. And the, and the end battle when he goes charging the the general and, and stops short and licks her in the face because you know that and it, that's that there's that bond. There's that bond. Growing but, up, you know, being being raised by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Never never introduce your girlfriend to your to your riding rhino to your pet. pets. Yes. You know, don't introduce your, your, your girlfriend pets. to your pets because they will pets. the pets yeah. will like her better than you. You know, war kittens. Yeah, the war kittens. <laughs> Um, war corgis, and and I think I mean <laughs> there you go the war corgis. That's gonna go over battle well goats. with Sarah. That's gonna go Monk over really well. What's that, Sarah? Monk wants battle goats. Battle goats. <laughs> Hypno toad. Um, and then I think because you know we're in this modern era of of a push for diversity, mm-hmm. uh, to have this this character featured so strongly and so well done. This was definitely not a. This was not a like a token like oh well we're just going to have a black actor beca- and we're going to have a, a movie centered around black pe- just because people want it. And it wasn't this, campy either. It wasn't campy. Not it wasn't all. silly. There wasn't like cliche or anything. There was this was well thought out from beginning to end. This was respectful of cultures. This was respectful of what it meant to modern mm-hmm. cinema. I, I felt that this movie was I, of of the of the Avengers movies that have come out, the MCU that has come out. I'm putting this top two with Ragnarok. Up, right up there oh, with Ragnarok yeah. in terms of the best well, MCU as far movies as you were yet. Saying with like respecting of cultures, like, mm-hmm. it was awesome the way the different tribes were actually represented, representations of different actual tribes yes. in Africa, and yes. they researched each one uh-huh. and they put the thought and they actually did the pre-production, which is a big <laughs> word for me. It <laughs> makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, they put the, they put the legwork in because they wanted to. They didn't want just token cliche yeah, stuff sitting on the. It, they didn't yeah. rush yeah. it and throw it out. Like, they did it right. They, some other companies do DC, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm excited. Yeah. I liked it. So um, going to that, they uh, created a uni- unique culture for each of the tribes. The Golden Tribe, which was the royal one, uses the motif of the black and purple mm-hmm. and the continental symbol of for the sun found throughout Africa. The Border Tribe was inspired by the Lesotho agriculture architecture 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 yeah and language and uses the motif of the blue and the wood. And that's the the Rhino Tribe. That's the yes. Rhino okay. Tribe. Okay. The river yep. tribe uses the motif of green and shells. Mm-hmm. The merchant tribe was inspired by the Nigerian agricultural architecture. architecture. That ah, word is kicking your is. butt today. Man, I tell you, in language. And the Jabari tribe wears furs and wood to represent their naturalism. And, and the Jabari tribe, we have a, a local shout out to. 
uh, the Winston Duke, the actor who played uh, um, Mbaku, the king of the, the gorilla tribe, the, the Jabari, um, was raised uh, in Rochester. He went to Brighton High School. He graduated uh, college from SUNY Buffalo. Uh, he was born in Trinidad and, and Tobago and moved to Rochester when he was nine. But he's our local boy. Yes. Uh, and, and I'll throw it out there right now because there's a bunch of people who have asked me about it. We did officially invite him to FC3, but he already had a scheduling conflict in June. So he was not able to uh, to make it. But he is willing to talk to us about being on the podcast. Oh, that's cool. And we're going to cool. see if we can maybe do a, a one night stand with him, bring him in and we do a viewing of the movie and we have him talk to folks and whatnot. And, and then, you know, very well, we'll see if we can bring him in in 2019. All right, so that's a thing. And and what oh. what was amazing is that we reached out to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, cool, because um, we reached out to him through Facebook. He goes, here's here's how you get a hold of my agent and whatnot so you can find out about my schedule. But then he continued the conversation on his own. He just kind of chatted with us for a little bit. So that was kind of really wild. That was a lot of fun. Sherry, what would you have? Um, I love, because he went to Yale with uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Okay, and that's so that's where they and- met? Yeah, they were good friends there, and they went to see the Avengers together. Oh, nice. And they loved it, and they said, oh, I hope someday we get to do a movie like that. And and so (laughs) they're both in the same movie. And and you were right. Uh, You know, you and I saw this movie together, Sherry. You were with us on on the big day that we all went to go see it. And and she is what an exquisite woman. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's just something about her where, you know, and, you know, you see her presence. I've seen her in a couple of other movies beforehand already. And, uh, and you know, you don't see her physically, but you hear her and you hear her presence because she plays Maz Kanata in the, the recent Star Wars movies. So she's mm-hmm. a CGI character. So you don't really get... But you, you feel this presence of this woman and you're seeing this actress on the screen and she just... What a stunning, absolutely stunning presence that she has. So this Can is... something really, really cool? Shut, tell me something really, really cool. Other, couple, with her and a couple of the other women mm-hmm. uh, in the show, mm-hmm. uh, I just... I, this was like my favorite piece of um, trivia that I found when I was researching for this. Okay, she, well, I'm trying to remember who did it first. There is a play. Um, okay, here it is. There's a play called, um, it's called Eclipsed. Mm-hmm. And in 2015, there was a London production of Eclipsed. And Letitia Wright, who played Shuri, played the lead role. And the lead role is just known as the girl. In 2016, Lupita Nyong'o played the same role on Broadway. And oh, really? They acted together in this. And you know who it was written by? Who? Uh, Danae Gurira, who played Okoye. Oh, uh, I'm from Walking Dead. Uh, Michonne. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And Michonne. she played Okoye in Black Panther. She wrote it, and they both starred in it at different times. That's phenomenal. That's what a small world. Seriously, this is a small six billion people on it, but it's a small world nonetheless. That's impressive. We're not doing six degrees of separation, are we? Six degrees of Lupina <laughs> Ningayo? Because I don't think I can play. Ay, ay, ay. She's phenomenal. And what I liked about her, especially her character, she mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of uh, a lot of my friends mm-hmm. who are very strong females. Mm-hmm. I see them in her. Which to right. me, which is why I connect. It's that so relatable. Char- that connect. Yeah. You know, we and we've talked about relatability and on several occasions. Yeah, one of my best friends, Shantae, like I kind of see her in there. Right. And a lot of again, a lot of my very strong black friends who I grew up with and went to co- um, high school and college and stuff. And I mm-hmm. like just the way she carries herself reminds me of the people who I 
mm-hmm. like admire as far as my friends that they carry themselves with that strength and I love that. And you know and here we are we've spent most of this conversation talking about the supporting characters and the, and the secondary characters. Can we talk about Chadwick Boseman? Mm-hmm. Holy crap, that man owns a room without having to try. Yes. That's the thing that blew he my mind. Does. It's every scene he walked in. It was like, you know, like my, my favorite was the day of the coordination. After the coordination, he's doing a race. He's going the, he's doing the tour of the kingdom. And he shows up at his sister's lab and he's walking down that hallway and the, and the warriors are taking their places and saluting him. And he's just walking down that hallway and just, he's not saying a thing. He doesn't have to. That's the thing. Every step, the way he has his hands folded behind him, the way he's just carrying himself. It's like, holy crap, this man is owning the entire movie just by existing. And I, I, there are a lot of leading men who have that kind of strength, but I have not seen it that potent in such a long time. That was that was that blew my head. That Actually, my mind. strangely enough, I and it may be an odd comparison, but Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar in mm-hmm. that he just has a personality that can carry whatever role he's playing and be magnetic. Whether it's, I mean, he played Jackie Robinson in Forty Two, okay. which is a great mm-hmm. yes, movie. That's what I was he played uh, James Brown. Uh, he he's played actually a bunch. Of, I, I almost want to say this is uh, just another uh, real person, but Black Panther is obviously a fictional character. Still. But he made it so realistic yeah. that you think of it as just another like famous person I've grown up reading about or, or right. watching or or whatever. And that's I think that's what another thing that made this this movie again relatable. Well, I just. I mean, every role he's played, like, uh-huh. he's always been phenomenal. In. I know a lot of people don't like like the Gods of Egypt movie because they give it a lot of heat because a lot of the characters weren't black. But he was in that movie, okay. and he was phenomenal. Like the way he carries himself, like he always has this presence and essence to himself. Mm-hmm. And again, like he said, Jackie Robinson, I love that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an excellent he was movie. phenomenal in that movie. Like you really were convinced that he was Jackie Robinson. Like mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal actor. I'm 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 very pleased. Um, do we know who else was up for the part? Do we hear any John other? John Boyega. Who? John Boyega. John oh really? Finn. Finn from the Star yeah. Wars movies. I don't think he would have been able to carry it yep. the way no. he did. No, yeah. no. Too young. Well, I don't think it would have been horrible. I just don't think it would have had the same impact. He doesn't. No, he just plays young. Yeah, he, he doesn't have that power to okay. you know be the Black Panther. Yeah. He doesn't have a presence to him, to me. John, John Boyega, I, I, I mean, to me, even in the Star Wars movies, like, mm-hmm. he's a throwaway character to me. I wouldn't go so far as like, to hit him with that hard, but... Because, I don't know, like, he's... His acting skills are there, but they, mm-hmm. I, they're not just developed enough yet, okay. I feel. Maybe I, that's what it is. I think, And then here's what's going to happen. In about 20, 30 years, people are going to look back at John Boyega's career and call him, like, oh, he was the next Denzel Washington. <laughs> and everybody's going to stare at Dolly and going, throwaway character, huh? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Anthony Mackie was up for the role. Anthony Mackie, but then Anthony Mackie got uh, Falcon. Yes. Yes. All right. So, and so, yeah. So, Anthony, I don't know if Anthony Mackie, I don't know if I could see him as Black Panther. See, here's the thing this is what's happened. And this happens. We talked about this when we did our, our Lord of the Rings podcast where Vito Mortensen is Aragorn. There's, there's just no, there's no other human being on the planet who could have played that part. I, for me, immediately upon seeing J- Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, that, it was done. It was locked in. I don't see anybody mm-hmm. who could have played that part. Well, the physicality, like just his uh-huh. body and just the strength and mm-hmm. like, yeah, he embodied him. And perfectly. the way that, and I, and I loved, you know, I, for me, 
there are times where character interaction is more important than the story. I've said this on several occasions. And to see the bond between T'Challa and Shuri, his sister, mm-hmm. those two, the way they bantered back and forth and would talk to each other and relate to each other, I just, I could watch three hours of that movie alone, just the two of them hanging out and chatting with each other. It was just so erase much. Erase the video. Yeah, erase the <laughs> What are those? <laughs> I think it's like my favorite line of the whole movie. What are those? The sheer excitement that she throws at him for, for wearing slippers or the sandals in his lab, in her lab. Uh, like that was. my brother. Oh, my God. That was just, that was the best. You know, she was, she's just, and then that little bundle of energy that she was, you know. And Angela Bassett, can we talk about the queen? Mm-hmm. Angela Bassett, for God's sake. Wow. She's just regal. Oh, my God. Yeah, she is. Seriously. That, that woman Always. is is unstoppable. It's just, she's a thing. That's just, Did just, he freeze? <laughs> like an antelope in headlights. <laughs> <laughs> I never freeze. No? No. That was a great, that was a great impersonation, actually. <laughs> I've been practicing that, that all good. week. That's like, that's like a fun line, because he says it so like, eh, and then the, did he freeze? He froze like an antelope, and they, they, are, they can't wait to throw him under the bus. You know, they couldn't wait. This guy is your king, and you can't wait to throw shade on him as fast that, as possible. That you know. moment, that single moment said everything we needed to know, know about the relationship between those characters. Right. Yes. Exactly. That single moment. That love and that respect and that admiration they had for each other because that was it was not an attempt to make them look bad. It was just they wanted to make sure that they were having fun. Yeah. That's all. It was because there was family there. Every line in that movie, mm-hmm. every line in the movie had purpose. Yes. Like there wasn't like a scene where like, eh, I could cut that scene and would still mm-hmm. get the same feeling. Like every line in that movie that they kept, you know, that's why I say is great editing because uh-huh. they kept in all the like good points that like kind of give you that character development it moves the story along like I there, there was it. even some sneaker ones in there where, where Suri goes she goes oh another white broken white boy to fix yeah I mean, like, yeah. we all know who that means yeah <laughs> exactly. and then and then it he's a post credit scene is, yes. is all of a sudden there's Bucky Burns boom I at know, the end because I knew at the end of civil for civil war that he was at Wakanda, was Wakanda. Wakanda. yeah the, Wakanda. Steve and dropped him off it, never kicked in the first time I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. As soon as I'm she like, said that line, I was like, ah! Yeah. But, but it never kicked in. Exactly. And unfortunately, my friend something. Sean and I left before the second credits. You, you never leave the further all not, over. That, that's but, not the real credits. Like so Everyone leaves before like the animator credits. To right. me, that's not credits. The rolling black right. and white yes. credits. Rolling, yeah, that's it. Credits. Right. And we, we left during those black and white credits. But you didn't the second time around. Not we, the second we, we kept time you in your seat. Because... The house lights came up at Tinseltown. So it we So they faked you out. They did fake us out. So I'm just like and then when they showed it, I'm like, ah and I'm like, there made the connection for me. So See, this is how Marvel I'm going to accuse Marvel Marvel Movie Studios. It's an abusive emotional relationship because they have beaten us into yes. sitting through four minutes of credits just For, to watch 30, 30 seconds. seconds more of movie. They, they've done this to us. We have been programmed into sitting, and we do it through other movies now. That I was we know. just going to say that. It's not just yes. Marvel movies. It's, no, not, it's not just superhero movies. It's every movie. Every movie. And we watch the whole credits now because we think something's going to be King there, Kong. and when it's not, we get angry. King Kong did it. King Kong did it? Yeah, yeah King Skull Kong Island. I haven't seen it. Skull Island. They yeah. did okay. it. They did it. Um, Can we blame Marvel? Yes. 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 But the thing no, is, I'm a film. I'm a film nerd. I'm blaming Ferris Bueller. Start with, <laughs> yes, yes, because that's what started. Bueller. You're Stop here. Go home already. <laughs> I well, they did that in Toy Story. 
It did it. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Are they gone? Yeah. Oh, I can stop smiling <laughs> now. <laughs> oh. oh, my jaw. So yeah. So I'm accusing uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe of, of of vast emotional abuse. Well, as a film nerd, before though, we... I tend to sit there anyway before Marvel started doing that because I want to see who the cinematographer was. If it was a really good movie, I want to see who the cinematographer. Was. Okay. I want to see if I see a name I know. And they call me. My nerd. dad always <laughs> sat through the roles. What's that? My dad always sat the through the credits. So growing up, we. Always I wanted to, to see credits. if my name was in there. I always look for <laughs> funny names too. And then, yes, funny names are the best. And well, we try to pronounce hot them. Shots, I think is part two. Mm-hmm. They actually have like a brownie recipe mm-hmm. in the credits. That's amazing. Actually, if it, and I'm going to bring them up later, but uh, if you sit through Kevin Smith movies in the credits, he always has some funny thank yous yes. in, in his credits <laughs> that make me. Uh, Monty Python with the moose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I that the Hot Shots credit was a whole joke. Like, most of them were just, like, there was, like, a brownie recipe. There was another joke. There was this random stuff in there, and mm-hmm. I love that. I think Airplane so I think did the same I, thing even yeah. dating back to yeah. whenever that was, early, late I, 70s, I early 80s. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Monty Python, Life of Brian, I think, was, was preeminent at that sort of thing as well. Um, so where do we want to go I, from? I, I want to bring up... Wait, the, the, the people on the phone wanted to say something about us blaming Marvel. Okay, then phone, and then we're going to go to Billy, because Billy has a, uh, something you want to say, too. Go ahead, share. Actually, it wasn't about the phone. Before we got too far away, um, Dolly had made a point about um, the about no line being a throwaway, that mm-hmm. everything worked so well. Um, can I give an unpopular opinion that I actually hate that I have? Okay, go ahead. Um, we won't Martin fire Freeman. you. Wait a minute, what was Martin that, Sherry? Freeman. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. What about him? You could have picked him up and his entire storyline and taken it out of the movie and nothing would have changed. You think so? Absolutely. People who I don't know that, what character did he play? Anything. Agent Ross. That was Agent Ross, the guy who... He's the Agent. white guy. He was the, the little <laughs> fellow who got injured and was ta- taken yeah, back to Wakanda I, I to be fixed. I don't see that he added anything to the movie. Ian's confused. Ian? He doesn't know who he is. He's the no, one I know that was him. flying yeah. the ship no, to I think destroy he's, everything. Hang on, no, hang on. He, Ian's locked on. I think what he has is he has a problem with Sherry's opinion. Go ahead, Ian. What do you got to say okay. about it? Go ahead. No. No? I can't. No. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't you like, you know. Well, I want to argue. Okay, Sherry, here. I'll did argue. Did you make your full point? <laughs> did you make your full point yet, Sherry? Because he doesn't want to interrupt point. you. I don't want to interrupt no, you. No, no. So my point is that if you took him out, if you took mm-hmm. out that entire storyline of him, mm-hmm. I, I understand what his purpose was. His purpose was, oh, we all, you always have to have that one per, one person in the movie when you're introducing a new culture, a new society, anything like that. You have to have one person to stand around and go, oh, wow, explain this to me. I'm going to disagree fully on that one, but I'm going to let Ian take it from there. Go ahead, because you, you, you have something you want to say, and then and then Billy does, and then I'll, okay. I'll well, pitch I wasn't in. Done. Okay, well, continue. Okay, but that's what the purpose. There's always that one character, and I'm, mm-hmm. and that's what his purpose was. I don't think he was needed. I okay. think they they introduced us to the world perfectly. Mm-hmm. All right, come on, Bubba. Okay, so go ahead. What do you got? Tell me what you think. I mean, throughout the whole movie, he did have parts that uh, influenced the storyline, but if you took him away, I'm thinking it would have ended up a little different. More well. More different because the uh, supplies would have gotten out of Wakanda because he wasn't piloting the out. ship. But I thought that storyline was not really worthwhile. Okay, again, disagree. Carry on. Yeah. 
Um, but basically, yeah, I think he was an important role. I'm not sure how to really put out my facts unless I have uh, more notes in front of me, which I can do soon. <laughs> <laughs> Give me five minutes yeah. and Wi-Fi. But. <laughs> but I disagree, and that's all I have to say. All right, well, there's a start. That's Billy, fine. what'd you have? Actually, I, it, it, it's interesting that it sort of leads into my comment is the actual... Uh, there, there are people that I, I know that had a tr- that had problems with the the nature of the movie that that it was a mostly black cast mm-hmm. with and I, I find that troubling to be honest with you. I know that there was a whole sort of Rotten Tomatoes campaign. There were some people that wanted to negatively slam this movie based on the the lack of white characters, which I find ridiculous. I do too. Um. <laughs> I, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I okay. also yeah. I've I've heard a couple of things where you know, um, a lot of DC movie fans mm-hmm. wanted to take vengeance on the fact that people have been panning the DC extended universe. Mm-hmm. So there was going to be a concerted effort to drive down the Rotten Tomato score of Black mm-hmm. Panther just as a thumbing the nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they didn't even care if it was going to be a good movie or not. They just wanted to wreak revenge on Marvel fans because they were supporting DC universe so much. But then there are the there are the extremists when it comes to our society these days, and like you know with Dunkirk when Dunkirk came out, people were coming out of the woodwork to slam it because of a lack of diversity. I'm like, well, it was World War II and they were British soldiers. There's not going to be a lot of diversity there. They were all middle aged or younger white men because that was who was in England at the time of World War II. Um, that's who these this army was built from. This was not an army of of. You know, African-Americans, yeah. it was not an army of, of Japanese. This was not about, um, you know, the, the, the Swiss or the Native Americans. It was not about anybody other than a, 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 a company of British soldiers. Mm-hmm. So to nail Dunkirk for a lack of diversity seems fairly ridiculous to me. So in, res- in, in, retros- in return, on the other flip, uh, flip I'm going to find a term somewhere along the line through all this babbling. Flip the coin. Flip the coin. Uh, when you're dealing with a... a a movie set in an African country, uh, how many white folks are you going to find? Yeah. The, the thing is, I, I work with it, the people that I uh, that complained to me about this mm, thank you. had nothing to do with the DC versus Marvel. They couldn't have cared less. Okay. They, they came to me, oh, I, I, there's just not, where are all the white people? Mm-hmm. So, well, where were all the black people in Captain America? You had the Falcon. Yeah. After that, none. Yeah. Why, why shouldn't black people have a, a place? There was a black howling commando. What? Uh, I'm sorry? There was oh, a black howling commando. There was the, a, the a black and an Asian howling commando, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there weren't many. You know, yeah. there, weren't, there weren't that many. Well, or see, or just in I general, like. in Spider-Man or, or whatever. Yeah, and a you lot know. of people's point with, with this is with the, where's all the white people? You know, it's, it's just a predominantly black cast. And a lot of people are going, you want a white movie? How about movies? Yeah. They're yeah. all, all other movies. movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the other movies. The thing is, though, in some other movies where there's predominantly mm-hmm. white cast, mm-hmm. and then they, you know you have black extras, and they go, oh, these are black people in the background. Mm-hmm. Well, we could say the same thing with Black Panther. Exactly. They were in London. Yeah. There was white people in the background. Yeah. There was. One white lady where they belong. The cool and then they went to China. Um, China, yeah. and they had Korea. Chinese. Korea. Korea. Yeah. 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 Asia. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think. And then they had the. You know the one American CIA agent, mm-hmm. right, right, right. So well, I, I'm like, I was in a theater that was probably equally split between white folks, black folks, 
and everybody Hispanic else. Folk, yeah. Just all having a good time watching a movie. That's, that's mm-hmm. the key right and there. And exactly. it brought some people into the theater that mm-hmm. maybe would not have come otherwise mm-hmm. because Actually, they were interested in, in someone that represented them. I heard this one ridiculous comment one time. I was talking to somebody about like movies, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a giant nerd. I love all this stuff. And it, the guy was, he was an African-American male, and he goes to me, oh, I don't like the idea of Black Panther. They're making up a character just to... Oh, yeah, I've um, heard that one, making up a character. Yeah, they're crap. making up a character just to exploit us and blah, blah. I'm like, no. He'd been around before the Black Panther party. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So exactly. I'm, like, I'm like, no, no, they're not. And he's like, they're not? No. He's he's been around for a while. They're just giving him attention now. That's all. Yeah. What was that, Sherry? 1966. 1966. Yeah. Yeah, He made his premiere in a Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that's the one thing that I love about the Black Panther movie too is it gets these people who hadn't even looked Mm -hmm. at comics or anything to kind of look into this character. I'm like, oh well, he was really cool. Let me look a little more into him Mm -hmm. and find out that he's been around for a while. Yeah. Actually, the, one of the people that had the problem with the lack of white people was a comics nerd who wanted to know where the Fantastic Four was, so I had to spend time explaining the movie studio <laughs> politics of Marvel doesn't own the Fantastic Four right now. So. Um, they, they do now. Now they do. But they, they do now. The they didn't at the time, didn't at the time that Black Panther was going into yeah. production, but since then, I, that and that'll be something I think we talk in another in, uh, in, so in the future. Black is, Panther 2 will have yeah. well, I think, good Fantastic Four, not what we've well, had. Well, I think that's what we need to start armchair quarterbacking is when are we going to start seeing all of the characters that have not yet been able to be accountable like the x-men in the fantastic four well there were i was reading a little bit about that that they're saying that they're probably about to do uh civil war part two uh-huh. because since the first civil war they didn't include the fantastic four and the x-men right because pretty much in that timeline is when the fantastic four pretty much separated right so hopefully and the second Civil War, that will be including, you know, Captain Marvel, hopefully. Do you really see Marvel Cinematic Universe doing another Civil War, though? I mean, well, that was... I'll, let me tell you, from a person who collected comic books, to see Civil War Two was a turnoff for me. It was like, oh, guys, come on. Have we not seen enough of this? We just had the movie. We've had the comic series in the past. We've had the mini plots and all in... Are we not tired of seeing our heroes fighting each other? There's yet? too many events nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's all event-based at this point. Nobody has really just I, I've, series I've anymore. I've stopped reading almost all just regular comics now mm-hmm. just because it's too events, too many crossovers. And just, it's tough to keep up with them all. Yeah. It really is. Part two is mostly more, you know, a custom, you know, like structured for mm-hmm. the new generation of, mm-hmm. you know, people that are reading the comics. But also Civil War Two ended with Captain Marvel kicking Iron Man's ass upside down, left, right, and center, and Taking Tony was over, thought yeah. to have been dead for a while. But if you're going to be, and it looked like they're going to probably be killing him off in Infinity War. So if you're going to kill off Iron Man in Infinity War, you can't kill him off in Civil War Two. And really he's the main, not. well, <laughs> and he's one of the main antagonists for Civil War Two. It's Captain Marvel versus Iron Man. It's, mm-hmm. it's Iron Man, not Iron Man versus Cap. It's Captain Marvel versus Iron Man now. So it's like I don't know if Civil War Two is going to be the right, right, um, right direction, to right do. direction traveling. Now I want to speak to something Billy said, and then I want to circle back around to what Sherry had announced or in her opinion of Everett Ross, uh, Martin Freeman's character. First, I think to Billy the thing that that and I kind of expected a comment or an anecdote like this popping up, but not directly in front of me. This was kind of cool to see it actually in person. Um, I, like I said, I've seen it twice. The first time I saw it, I took the kids and we went to a late night showing. And um, while we were waiting for the the theater to empty out and go in, you're seeing a lot of African Americans coming out of of the theater. And this older gentleman, I'd, I'd put him like 50s, 60s, probably early 60s to be safe on it. 
uh, he's coming out, he's talking to his wife, he's talking to a couple people around him, and he was, he was definitely pleased with what he just saw. And I heard him say, and I quote, I've been waiting 50 years to see a movie like that. And then that was, that was it. I was done. I did not need to hear any other m- remark. Somebody who has lived through civil rights, somebody who has seen it at its worst and hopefully in, is, is evolving towards what will eventually be its best, I can only hope, my ideological self. Um, when he said that with such sincerity and such such just genuine just joy that he just enjoyed the hell out of that movie, that was all I needed. I knew I was going to go see a good movie. Right there. I was done. And I was so excited right there. Um, so that was kind of one of those things. I, I expected to hear that kind of a quote from somebody. I didn't expect it to play out directly in front of me. That was kind of neat. Um, now, to circle back around to Sherry, Ross is a throwaway character. I'm having a tough time with that for a couple of reasons. Um, one, yeah, his part was not uh, dramatically, uh, like, eight, you know, it was not front line, but I think he added, he added that right flavor. It's like, you know, when you're making a pot of sauce for an Italian and you add the bay leaf, you know, the, you can survive without it, but, you know, it's better with it. And, and I think what Everett Ross was was more than just a, a handoff, like he's, oh, he's, he was in Civil War. Oh, you know, he's going to be that token character to kind of do, hand the baton. Um, but he's also the connection back to the rest of the MCU mm-hmm. at this point. Like in the one post credit scene where, he's, where T'Challa is addressing the UN and there's Everett Ross in the back smiling very happy because he knows he was able to help influence T'Challa into making the decision to say, okay, Wakanda's going to come out of the shadows. We're going to come out from under the hologram now. And, and I think there was a couple of speeches that, uh, that Ross had that really were very influential in building that bridge. Um, so see, that's not how I thought. Well, I see. I, I, I get I that. I, it's not how no, you no, saw I mean, it. I get that. Well, and I'm no, no one for him getting that, hang, hang on, Dolly. Hang on, Dolly. Go ahead, share. I didn't see um, T'Challa's change of heart coming from Ross. Well, I didn't say it was all Ross's doing. No. I'm just saying what that he I was an loved, influencer. What I loved was I really saw it coming from Eric. Killmonger? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That he was able to, he, at the end, he did not want Eric to die. Right. We, we can do, we can work something out. He was starting to see that while Eric, the way Eric was doing it was wrong, he wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And that's one of the things that I think, I think Eric is the best Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe villain so far. And that's that was actually your next point in the amazing. notes that I was working my way towards. Um, yeah. Eric Killmonger as a as or Eric what was it Eric Sullivan was his name? Uh, the, but everyone no, calls him uh, Eric Kill, Killmonger. Yeah, Killmonger uh, as a different type of MCU villain, a more sympathetic question mark. And and I'm like I saw that and I could see where you were going with it. Um, I'm just gonna well, we're gonna have to have one of those moments where we just happily disagree about Everett Ross. But Absolutely. let's let's talk more about Killmonger. Um, and you're saying he's the best villain in the MCU so far. Anybody got an issue with with that? So, far? Edwin, go ahead. Who's who was? Well, it's not that I have an issue. It's just mm-hmm. the way that they portrayed the character in mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Because in the comics, when he takes a heart shaped herb, it mm-hmm. actually it actually puts him into a coma. Okay. It doesn't really give him the abilities or the powers of the Black Panther because he's not really uh, part of royal blood, even though his father was brother to right. T'Chaka. You know, so, but either way, the way they still made it work in the movie was still awesome, even though that one little aspect from the comic, they kind of like steered away from it. But, you know, and then 
his name. Like I get it. it is Eric Killmonger is his cold word, code name mm-hmm. more to say, but his actual name is Anjadaka. You know, it's like it's right. You know, that's his you know his birth name. Bit, you know, but that's like the only aspect of you know. No, he introduces himself that yeah. way, but then, you know, they gave him, his actual name is Killmonger. Right. But in the movie, it's that's more like his, uh, his code, code name, name, his yeah. military code name. That's like the only thing that, you know, bothered me a little bit of the movie, but other than that... Well, know, yeah, see, that's the, the nitpicker's guide to the universe, is there's always going to be differences <laughs> between comic books and movies, and people are going to latch onto them or not. Go ahead, Sybil. But I do see him as a more sympathetic mm-hmm. villain, just with everything that's going on in this day and age in our own country it's he's become a very sympathetic because you can see where he was like our people outside of wakanda struggle why can't we help them and you can see it happening like talking about real life issues in you know storyline but it's still real life it's still stuff that's still happening all around the country especially where he grew up Mm mm-hmm where you know where he grew up in the movie it's like it's pretty much you know go world war going on around there i don't i'd almost compare him to magneto yes killmonger yeah i see that yeah yeah i can see that too as a matter of fact i just watched first class last night that uh, just hit a light bulb like i felt it yeah <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> i wouldn't say killmonger's like the antagonist he's just somebody who wants to help and he's just doing it in the wrong way. How about how about this? Instead of an antagonist, we call him a catalyst, because he is he is a chemical reaction. You add him into the mix, and it is causing a change rather than just um, rather just conflict. Yes. Okay. Because it it was his introduction into the royal family mm-hmm. that really brought along T'Challa to, to, to actually change his mind. Right. Because exactly. you, you can see Lupita's character the entire time is trying to be like. No, we, we could do more. We need to do more. Right. That is why I leave and go do stuff. Is because we need to take what we know and bring it out to the world. Mm-hmm. And she, but she could never change his mind. Mm-hmm. She couldn't do it. it. It had to be Eric's influence and his actual real life to bring it to T'Challa to, to be like, oh yeah, maybe to not have this happen again, we really should yeah. share what we know. Right. And it's going to be fortuitous because Wakanda's entry into the world is going to parallel the Infinity War. Yes. So Earth is going to need all the help it can get. <laughs> and uh, and there you have it. So um, there was a point I wanted to make. Sherry, did you you had something else that you wanted to talk about? Um, well, when Billy brought up about that he's he's tired of the events, <laughs> that everything is just it's just this huge thing and it mm-hmm. reminded me of something that I really thought about this film and that was in terms of scale. Okay. There are like in two different ways. Um in one way it's much bigger than some of the other films and in other ways it's much more personal. Uh-huh. Um it's much bigger in terms of this is not a fight over a company. This is not a fight o- between individuals. This is the decisions of nations. Gotcha. And I think that's what makes T'Challa such a different hero mm-hmm. is that he's not. This is not personal ego. This is he, this is the lives of his people. He is a king. Right, and he's trying to act like one. Exactly. Okay. But by the same token, it's not the end of the world we're talking about. We're talking about something much more personal 
to the, to the people involved. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it was more like Spider-Man. Okay. Which I loved the way that brought that back down to a smaller story after the hugeness of Civil War, the hugeness of the Avengers, all the of Age of Ultron, all these where it's it's we're fighting for the the, the complete destruction of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Thor. I mean, the Thor movies are always huge scale. Mm-hmm. This one was. What do we do for our people around the world? What is our responsibility to these people who we don't know but share with us? That's why I always like having a palate cleanser like Ant-Man and upcoming uh, yeah. Wasp and Ant-Man or whatever. It's, yeah. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, just an out-and-out fun movie. And then yeah. you go back to the, even though that's obviously huge because we're in space, you know, then you go back to the things with bigger odds, I, I suppose, because Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is just, is it, you want to go with your new family or, or the family you were born into? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that's interesting about this one. Um, in, the, in a lot of ways, I saw it more as a drama first and an action movie second. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I mentioned this in the video that, that Dolly posted uh, a week or so ago, um, where you know Aunt Brian and I were in agreement, there was a nice balance in this particular movie. It was there was just enough action, but it wasn't so much that it was overwhelming, and then just enough drama that okay, when they jump back into the action, that it's it seemed to it, it fit. Everything seemed to fit really really well together. The story kept moving. The, yeah, it kept moving. There wasn't a spot where I was like, okay, when's the next section happening? Yeah, yeah. The, you know? there, there wasn't the spot in the movie where you're like, wait. Was that two minutes long or twenty? Because yeah. I think I just lost a part of my life right now. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's when I say shout out to the editors because right. that's yes. that's that's the pacing. That's, that's that is them the doing their mm-hmm. job amazingly. Yeah. Good Unsung stuff on that. Heroes of film. Marvel <laughs> definitely. I swear they get better almost with every movie. Oh yeah. They, I mean these just, these guys know exactly what they're doing. They now. know how to develop the characters, and you know, it's a tiny shout out to Disney for just going, "Hey Marvel, you know what you're doing? Have some money." Yeah. 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 Here are resources. I would love to have a benefactor like that. Hey, Mighty Monkey, you know what you're doing. Here, have a couple million dollars. Oh, good. As of, <laughs> as of just an hour ago, when we're recording this, Black Panther tops 500 million. Becoming 10th largest domestic release all time. Oh, my God. Wow. And it's only been out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's impressive. It hasn't even opened in China yet. It hasn't? No. Oh, man. Oh, this is going to be, be crazy. This is going to be a $2 billion movie. Yeah, it's topped the bo- weekend box office for yeah. a third straight weekend. Well, who's who's got Everybody the top? Everybody I know has watched it at least two times. At least two this times. This is the first movie I've gone back to the theaters to see twice well, Last Jedi, I saw it twice, yeah. but then um, there's not many others. Yeah, I have no. to go back for a second time. Yeah, yeah. I still sure. have to go back for a second yeah, time. Most but... people, like yeah, my friends on Facebook, or in, I have them in a bunch of different Greek groups, a lot mm-hmm. of them have seen it twice, yeah. three times. Whereas, like, I've seen it twice. My parents haven't even seen it yet once, but yet they've seen Red Sparrow and Death Wish. Ooh, Red, I, I want to see Red Sparrow. Jennifer Lawrence? Yes. Yeah. So I'm they went to the movies, good. I think, on Saturday and then again on Sunday. I'm like, and when are you watching Black Panther? They're like, oh, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it when when the crowds die down. I'm like, you're in the villages. How much are they going to have crowds down there? But our our, our Zach. the line was down around the corner for Black Panther. Wow. Our, our Zach is, uh, has been doing the Marvel Movie Challenge. Yes. Where one, he's been watching one a, one a week right up to Infinity War. So one one movie a week, every week, until Infinity War is released. Um, so he's on week, what, is this, 10? 
Is that getting screwed up now that they've brought they've moved up the release date of Probably. Infinity War? Most likely because they bumped it up a week. Yeah, yes. they bumped it up a week. So he's yeah. gonna have to watch two movies in a week, and I think I, I think that'd be okay with him. Um, <laughs> I think that. But he's been enjoying himself. We're doing it too. No, we're not. Well, we're sort of doing it. All right, uh, we're going to take a moment here. Um, we're not going to go to break, but mm-hmm. Sybil's getting up to head out because she's got a couple of other appointments. But we just wanted to take a moment to say bye, baby. It's great we to see you. you. We love Happy you. Happy birthday. Bye. Happy birthday. And um, we can't wait to see you again. You're, are you going to be up before June, or is it June's the next time you're up in town? June is the next time I'm in town. I'll be up the Thursday before the show. Okay. You'll be up the Thursday before the show. So anybody who wants to meet Sybil will have to wait until, the, the, until Flower City Comic Con. She will be the box office goddess with her tiara in. Are you going to bring it up? <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll wear the tiara again. And Outstanding. I Me too. I have a TARDIS dress to wear. Oh, a TARDIS nice. Dress. TARDIS dress and a tiara. So, and she'll be patrolling the box office. So you will, you we will definitely. wear tiaras. I have, I have like four. I have one that I bought. <laughs> I have one that I bought at last, uh, the last convention. Just uh, Sybil bought one also. I have, I bought myself one for my birthday. Because it's my birthday. And I have yeah. to wear a tiara on my birthday. I know. I think I can wear a tiara right. on Thursday for my birthday. And there she goes. Bye, Sybil. Bye. Bye, baby. Have a good one. Be safe. All right. Edwin has headphones now. He does. He's got headphones of his own. He's going to slip right into the Sybil chair there. Hi, Edwin. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I can finally hear the conversation. Now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were now, all talking about you. Yeah, we were. No, we weren't. Um, <laughs> Slightly. Things, all good things. Now, <laughs> now, Sherry, you touched on something that, that'll be a next point that I want to kind of touch on is T'Challa himself as a character is a different type of hero. Um, when you say lack of personal ego, is it compared to like, you know, Peter Parker, for instance, or Tony Stark? Tony, well, Tony Stark is is basically a, ego. he's all ego. T- Tony Stark is all he's like the opposite of T'Challa. Really. The only one with more ego is ego. Yeah, the, the whole planet. So, all right, so so, but Sherry, Sherry, elaborate on that that idea for me a little well, bit more. His um, his his oh my god, brain gone, not working. Sorry. I think I have <laughs> it right now. His motivation is like no other one that we've seen. We've got Tony where it's, we know we know it's all ego. Mm-hmm. We've got Captain America who it's all about this idea. Mm-hmm. He was it's all ideal. Thor, once again you're going with ego. You're you're seeing all of these heroes that I mean, I think the closest <laughs> would probably be Spider Man, but in in then that's also very small scale because he's so young. Mm-hmm. With T'Challa, it's this whole world, his, his entire, all of his people. It's not him. It's not just his family. He understands that he has to put those things aside. I mean, he's, he's pretty much, from what you get from the movie, he's set aside his feelings for the woman he loves for the good of his people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing about, it's not and never about him. It's about what's best for his country, what's best for Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen that before. And I think it's so refreshing and so interesting. And it just makes his actions different. I'm with you. you okay. See from somebody else. You were going to say somebody? I think we have seen it before, but not as in a grand as Black Panther did. But in Captain America, the first one, he had a little bit of that. 
He did set aside. Stop hitting the table. It's it's half. It's a half. Hit your leg. <laughs> Do that. There you go. Right. He showed that. He goes right back feeling. to the table. I had to go back to the table. Oh, you're the man. He, yo, hands flat on the table. Happy. <laughs> you're he, Italian. You won't be able to talk. He is. He's Italian and Cuban. He's screwed. He's <laughs> talking with his hands. He might I'm as well just everything. learn sign language. I am everything. I have sign language. You are a mutt. It's all good, but you're a cute mutt. All right. Okay, so back you. to uh, Captain America. Captain America did show that. His ego, yes, he has an ego. It's not as big as Tony Stark's, but mm-hmm. it's there. But he does love his country and the people around him. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. He was willing to go against orders and pretty much throw away his own life for one person. Uh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Which I couldn't have seen T'Challa doing. Well, Did he Steve was ready to, to give up for Peggy. Sister? Did he want to take care of his and mother? Bucky. Did he Bucky. want to take care of other? But what was best for his country was what came first. Mm-hmm. Did he even have a mother? No, because on the same token, that's kind of why Steve Rogers didn't want to do the um, the accord, because he didn't think it was what was best for the country or the world that they had an, a governing um, body telling them what to do as Avengers. Mm-hmm. So I, I I actually think he did what he did, not just for Bucky, but for the fact that he didn't think it was the right decision for the country, for mm-hmm. the world, oh, to no, know I that. Was actually, oh, I agree with you completely, Dolly. I was actually talking about um, Captain First Avenger. The, the... I was talking about First Avenger. Uh, mm. um, his, his thing in that. I do think that his focus got larger mm-hmm. later on, but it was still never quite to the point that I think T'Challa's was just for the fact that T'Challa's king. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. I'm sorry, I'm reading through some of your notes right now because I wanted to try and pick up some other things to talk about. And it failed because the, the point died before I finished reading a particular <laughs> sentence. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oops. Um, all right, so right now basically what I'm doing is going through the three pages of trivia that you discovered. I'm on the trivia page right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, my stars, there is a lot here. There is a lot going on in this, this movie. This is the 18th film released by Marvel Studios. Uh, how many wow. films? Eighteen. The eighteenth. What was it you were just saying there, buddy? Hmm? We feel we feel bad because why? Because we were just like, I disagree with almost everything thing she said. That's okay. Right, he's he's I feeling a little self conscious for disagreeing with you, Cher. It's okay. I agree oh, with you. Ian. Disagree with me all you want. Honey, this this is what we're here for. Is we're we're not here to talk about everything that we agree with. We're talking about everything that we like, you know, and and what and what we see. So that's the point of the mm-hmm. conversation is to say. You know, you can you can disagree and exactly. still like each other. Right. Personal opinions vary, but I'm on point with you, Ian. Mm-hmm. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> He's just <laughs> thumbs up. He's good. Thumbs up. In addition to being the 18th film in the Marvel uh, universe or whatever, uh-huh. this film is the mark chapter six of Phase Three. Okay. Of its MCU. Now, with is this Infinity is Infinity War the closeout of of Phase Three? Do we know that? I'm not sure. I think it, so. it is because right, Infinity War is going to tie in all the little, all the other, like the little, and it's know, gonna introduce, eggs and everything like right. that. It's going to connect it all in Infinity War Part One. Okay, and it's going to introduce Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think Brie Larson is supposed to show up yes, in Infinity for War Phase Four, and then 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 she blends in mm-hmm. and she has her solo in Phase Four. So you see where where Captain Marvel comes from. Exactly. Okay, that should be an interesting way to do it. 
start phase four. What's that? Ant-Man and Wasp. Ant-Man and Wasp. Starts Start the phase when, when is that being released? In July. July. Um, it's in July, and and okay, and so Infinity War is in April in April now, April twenty seventh. Yep. It is yeah. right around the damn corner. <laughs> oh my stars! Oh my god, I can't keep track of everything that's happening. I'm gonna have to see Black Panther again. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> and these, Civil War. Yeah. These three. That's actually a good. That's a good combination. That's a good one-two punch to work with. Civil War and Black Panther together, I think, would work. Would fit really well. And the Spider-Man movie as well. And just because I'm a, just because I'm a completist, I'm going back to Iron Man. Actually, there it is. <laughs> um, actually, this end Black Panther ended Phase Three. Okay. Infinity okay. War. Infinity War starts Phase Four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. So hey, happy new phase. There's phase. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> we made it. We did it. We made it. So Infinity War, then Ant Man, then Captain America, Captain Marvel, and then Untitled Avengers film, uh-huh. Untitled Spider Man Homecoming sequel, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. The Untitled Avengers movie is supposed to be, I believe, Infinity War Part Two. In essence, they just haven't. Yeah. Pro- they yes. don't have a proper title for it yet. And it's May 2019. Okay. <gasps> Captain Marvel's coming out on my birthday next year. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm of, so excited. I'm tired of waiting. I'm so jonesing to see that character in action because it's, it's one of my favorite Marvel characters. Good old Carol Danvers. Hey, Chris. Yes, dear. Um, guess who was turned down by Marvel for the role of Black Panther and for writing the film? Morgan Freeman. <laughs> He's, she said He's guess. Too old. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> Todd Bridges. Play everybody. Um, I believe I read this particular part in the list, and if I'm not mistaken, it's Noel Clark. Who's who? If if you're not, if people are listening or wondering who the heck that I is, I thought it was Mark it, Shepard. It's it's <laughs> there you go. more more things for Tanya not to be able to play six degrees play. of Mark Shepard with. Uh, but Noel Clark played Mickey uh, Mickey Smith in oh, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Oh, uh, Rose's boyfriend at the time ah. of the Ninth Doctor's, and then uh, and then I Mickey knew the idiot. Mickey the idiot, exactly. I, knew the name. Wow. I can see I, it. I couldn't. No. I really couldn't. I couldn't see Noel playing it because I don't see him as having the same presence that it's Chadwick Boseman did. <laughs> Dolly, you lock onto the weirdest damn things to not like an actor over. I'm serious. You really I didn't date him because the holes in his ears. Uh, <laughs> he made me wait two months in Facebook. Okay. <laughs> He's got what? What gauge do you have in there now? Double, uh, these are double zeros. Okay, you're staying there, right? You're not. Yes, gonna, because because no, we don't want Dolly doesn't no. approve. Because if Edwin shows up looking like that guy from the um the, the agricultural community in, in uh, oh, the, the one the big lip thing. Oh God. I don't know what you're pointing at, Ian. Water. Yes. Okay, go ahead. There you go. Nah, she would just drop me quick and be like, nope. That's it. Yeah. It's all over. It's all over, man. Yeah, I just cut the ears. <laughs> you just cut on. Like, cut me, Mickey. Cut me, Mickey. Uh, so. Wow, we've like okay. really. But this is what we do. This is bring our thing. Bring us back, Sherry. Bring us back, please. Actually, I wanted to bring us back. Can we talk about? Go ahead, uh, Monk. Gorilla City, please. The Can what? talk about what? Gorilla City. Oh yeah. Yeah, not the not the DC Universe version yeah. of Gorilla City, but the but Jabari tribes. Jabari, that they're all vegetarians. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Winston yeah, Duke. And I will feed you to my children. 
glad that we're all vegetarians. He cracked himself up. That's what <laughs> I love. That's yes. what made me laugh. <laughs> but, did yeah. you, but in the trivia, did you catch in the goofs in regards to the, they say they're all vegetarians, mm-hmm. but it was one of their fishermen that found yeah. T'Challa. Uh-huh. So, like, if they're fishermen, is it the fish industry? It could be pescatarian vegetarians. Or, that's fine. Okay. It could be all fishies, you know? Yeah, I know vegetarians fish and eat fish. Yeah. Oh, that's it. They don't need any other animal. Pescatarians. What if they were fishing for boots? Oh. That's what I get. <laughs> now, now you're fishing for points is what you're doing right now. That's what's happening at the moment. They could points. also have been fishing for trade. Okay. True. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That too. Yep. Um, but yes, that's all the woof, woof, woof. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. That was completely Winston. Oh, did he he wing it? Yes. That's phenomenal. He, wanted, he, he like fought for that. He wanted that. That's awesome. That's a great because they took because they took ad. man ape right out because they didn't want mm-hmm. that whole deal. Uh-huh. Right. But he wanted to make sure that some of the characters' origins was still in there. Uh huh. Which I'm surprised I haven't heard any backlash about. To be honest, I know, right? Usually, yeah. you know, a lot of people like to complain about the littlest thing. Oh, that, you know, there's that aspect. I'm sure they're out like, there. I'm sure the nitpickers are out there, but I haven't heard them. That's that's I, another I, thing. Exactly. Like, I'm really surprised, but I loved it and. I know we're in Gorilla City, but his sister, I love that all of her um, costumes had, like, the little teeth underneath her chin. Okay. Like, her traditional outfit had the teeth. When mm-hmm. she came out to um, with her little arm or hand cannons, she had the same thing, little teeth there. And I love that. That was, like, her personality. Each character had, like, their mm-hmm. own little trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a question slash observation. Go for it, Billy. Now, Black Panther isn't a comic that I've read. Mm-hmm. I, I just not. I can't read everything, and that's right. just not one I've read. Nor I. Or the, the character is not one I've been especially familiar with. Which <clears throat> the movie I loved. Now, because I'm not familiar with the character, is it easier to love a movie? Whereas with Superman and Batman, two of my favorites, I nitpick. Right. Is it since there's lack of things for me to nitpick? Is it easier to like a movie? I Do, think that's an yeah, that's a yes. I think, I think so. that that's easier because I know for like for me because I I the first comic book I ever picked up was Spider Man, mm-hmm. so and that's the one I've picked up the most over the thirty thirty five years that I've been collecting comic books is Spider Man's the the bulk of my collection. Mm-hmm. And so I know all the ins and the outs and the stories and the good stories and the bad stories. And I know the, the good iterations of Peter Parker and the, the ones that are like, what the hell are you doing? And, and Miles Morales. And I know all these other little add-ons that have happened and the switch between him and I. So I can look at the three actors who have played Spider-Man and go, the, uh, okay, you know, mm-hmm. this guy was good in here, but this guy was better here. And, and then Tom Holland hits the scene. And I, and I think Tom Holland's the best of the three so far. Not to throw shade on Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. but I think... Tom Holland's the closest to the ideal. And you know, but for my daughter, the 16-year-old who has never collected much in terms of comic books, she has a couple of Ms. Marvels, um, and she has seen a couple of the movies, she's able to look at it in an entirely different angle. So I it's, I, it's easier for her to love those kind of movies um, because she doesn't have a lot of the background baggage. Let's call it baggage. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what it is, is is she's less sensitive to that, so she's able to just appreciate it. 
Can I quote my sister real quick? Go ahead, quote your sister. He's hot. Yeah. That's all she cares about. Jules has become a Tom Holland, um, we'll call it fanatic. Mm. Um, I so, that age. So yeah. So in the same vein, um, being able to look at Black Panther and see the character, how it's being portrayed on screen and not being held back by what you have seen in the comic books, I think it helps develop that appreciation. For me... My my um, experience with Black Panther as a character in the comic books is when he shows up in other titles that I've actually collected because I have not collected mm-hmm. Black Panther myself. Um, and when they did the big uh, end of the world, the big secret war where they they destroyed the the multiverse of Marvel and they were resetting everything. They were trying to combine all of the ultimate stuff and 616 and all of these things. They were trying to basically weed out all of these extra uh, titles and story arcs. It's sort of like the Marvel version of... Uh... What was the DC one? Uh, uh, Infinite Infin- Earth. The Crisis of Infinite Earth. Yeah, 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 it's basically the Marvel version okay. thereof. Um, and Doom shows up as the god of all creation temporarily during this this interim pur- uh, purgatory period between the collapse of the multiverses and the establishment of the new one. There was this thing called uh, Battle World, which was a series of crossovers throughout the course of the summer that this transpired a couple of years ago. And Doom was god. And Doom had to, to deal with people who survived outside of that bubble they came in through this reality pocket and there's reed richards there's t'challa and a couple of others and t'challa comes walking out of this spaceship with the infinity gauntlet hmm. okay full powered and starts beating the crap out of doom i'm like okay i guess he's pretty badass then if he can hold that thing <laughs> you know then then t'challa must be somebody to reckon with at this point and that's that's that was my introduction well not so much my introduction to the character but one of those, those your, your impression. My impression is T'Challa's badass because anybody who can hold that thing in one hand, there's they got to be there's got to be something to him. Then he hits thing with Thor's hammer and uh, he actually did. did get <laughs> I'm not even I kidding. Made that up. There was a hole in Battle World. There was a whole section of Thor's. All of the Thor's from the various multiverses showed up in one spot, and they were the police force of this Battle World. <laughs> There was like a hundred Thors, all all of different types, shapes, and sizes. It was wild. I guess you could so. say Battle World was doomed. Oh, <laughs> oh. 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 Rob when we need all. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, In, the you part know, of Rob I'm, will be played by Ian today. Yeah, <laughs> um, I told. I am not the comic book collector. Right. Never have been. My Me brother neither. was a comic book collector. Uh huh. There's only two titles that I ever collected, and it was back when I was a teenager. So I can watch these movies and go, okay, I like what they're doing with this character. I don't like what I'm doing with the, what they're doing with that character, and it's strictly based on what and what I'm seeing in the movies, except for one character. And that is one character, Angel. Okay. One of the only titles I collected was X Factor. Okay. And during that whole apocalypse thing, and uh, and the battles in the Morlock caves, and there was all these things going on. So I knew how Angel lost his wings. Okay. And I hated what they did in the movies. Hated it. <laughs> and it was the only thing that annoyed Well, and also Nightcrawler. I didn't like what they did with Nightcrawler, but that was because they couldn't keep his timelines correct. Yeah, well, Alan um, Cummings was is always going to be Nightcrawler, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, he was very good. But when they, did the, when they had him young and he was meeting them mm-hmm. young, I'm like, wait a minute, he didn't meet them... <laughs> He was an adult. It just annoyed me. But <laughs> that really bothered me is how they changed Angel. So I can totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. So I collected exactly two titles. Well, I liked Frodo and Gollum scene in uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Frodo and Gollum <laughs> facing off again. That or no, hilarious. that was Bilbo. 
That's Bilbo yeah. and, and Bilbo. Gollum. Sorry. Bilbo and Gollum face to face for the first time. They were the they were the Tolkien white guys. Yes. So there you go. All right. I am going to I'm going to wrap this section up because we've been at this for a little while and we've wandered around and had some good times. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to add this one last piece of trivia and we're going to go to break and then when we come back we'll wrap this particular uh, episode up, episode 72. Uh, now, due to the Marvel Cinematic Universe being distributed by Walt Disney Pictures. It might be accurate to consider T'Challa's sister, Shuri, as a Disney princess. Yes, she is. She's a Disney princess. (laughs) What are those? (laughs) All right, so we're going to go to break, and when we come back... No, Kansas. No, it's Kansas. I love that girl. I love that character. All right, so we'll be right back right after this. Oops. (laughs) Some of my favorites, like, I love watching Scooby-Doo. I would watch Scooby-Doo just for the guest stars. Because they'd always have like somebody like Don Knotts or Jonathan Winters or somebody on there like that. Cultural icon or comedian coming on. Shaggy and Scooby come walking in. Zoinks like, hey, Scoob. Like it's the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the guys who do the fancy basketball tricks. Ruby Roo. Yeah. I wish they'd update that and do new Scooby-Doo movies. You'd tune in for the Chris Rock episode. I know I would. Shaggy and Scooby come walking in. Zoinks like, hey, Scoob. Like it's Chris Rock. Finally, they put a black guy on Scooby-Doo who's not a damn globetrotter. And forget about Scooby Snacks. That dog's doing Scooby Crack. I can do both. And so we are back. We're back. We're here. I don't know where I picked this accent up from. I'll put it away. Hang on a second. Put it back down. Yes, dear. Uh, Throw it away. That was fun. That was a good. That was a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the conversation lasted about half the length of the actual movie of Black Panther. So. <laughs> That was good. Well, the, the movie's 134 minutes. Okay. And we're at an hour 20. For the, total, for the whole podcast for the whole at the moment. Podcast okay. Up to this moment. Yeah. So, yes. All right. So, short segments. We're going to wrap, start wrapping up this particular episode for the day, but we got some events coming up. Uh, Superhero Weekend at the Strong Museum of Play, FC3, and the Mighty Monkey Corporation will be there. That is March 24th and 25th. Uh, we will be there 11 to 4 on the 24th. That's Saturday. And then from 1 to 4 on Sunday, the 25th. Now, that Saturday the 24th, after we are done with the sci-fi quiz, we're going to be hanging out for a little bit, and then we're going to show up at Knox Craft Cocktails and Comfort Foods that evening for our sci-fi quiz. Time to be decided, but probably going to be like usually around 7.30, 7, 8 o'clock. That's when we're af- done with the Strong Museum. We're going to go to Knox for the sci-fi quiz. Exactly, yes. yes. So this, it's going to be a busy day for the yes. FC3 folks. We'll have some hours in between. Yeah, We'll no, have some time in definitely. between. So that's going to be cool. And to make sure that uh, you, when you come down for the sci-fi quiz, that you pick up a raffle ticket for a chance to win $100, a $10 donation. Yeah. Gets you a chance to win $100 during the month of May. That's the that's the Mighty Monkey raffle. That's yes. for FC3. And that is going to be taking place in May of 2018. So we're selling all the tickets ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you get your, your $10 ticket, uh, it will be giving you a chance to win $100, and we're going to be drawing. Uh, we're going to be associating yourself with the New York State Lottery. The, the New York so State there are three number drawings, numbers, the, the evening numbers, mm-hmm. and that's drawn every day in May. Right. So every day in May, you'll have a shot at a $100 win. 
That's so b- make bottom sure line. that you get your tickets. Oh. So get your tickets ahead of time, and we'll be selling those um, at Knox, at Knox, and, and at a uh, variety of places. Yes. Whenever we're out for events, and you'll we'll we'll let we people know. We can't do it during the Strong Museum events, but no, we they can won't do let us do that on, on campus. That's um, fine. But tickets, you can get them from myself, mm-hmm. um, Sherry, for those that are down in the Clinton area. Uh, Chris has some. Chris uh, has some. Tanya has some. Dan Anne's has got some. some. Brian has some. Um, Evan has some. Anne, did I say Anne? Anne, yes. Sarah Anne and Curtis. Yeah, so most so, FC3 folks will have Dolly tickets with them. Dolly will have some today. Dolly's going to be getting some today. Uh, Ian, you're too young to sell them. Yeah, so. Morgan Freeman. If I Morgan Freeman will have them. a couple. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I figured, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then find the, your favorite FC3 person to get your tickets. And get your tickets from us. And you can reach us, reach out to us on uh, Facebook, and we'll arrange something if we have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last event I'm going to talk about is April 4th. Again, time to be decided. Again, we're going to be at Knox, and it's going to be the FC3 board game night. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be playing. Run by Sarah. Yep, Sarah's got that all under control, and we're going to be playing a variety of different board games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be in the corner playing Talisman, most likely. That's going to be way too long. I don't think I'm bringing the Talisman board. I'll bring one of my own then. I love uh-huh. that game. See, there you go. Um so those are our events coming up, March 24th and 25th. We'll be at the Strong Museum. We'll play for the Superhero Weekend. Later that evening on the 24th, we'll be doing the Sci-Fi Quiz. And then on the 4th of April, we'll be back at Knox for the board game night. Uh, Everyday Heroes. On this week's Everyday Heroes, we want to give a shout-out to Adam Driscoll, Norse. N- Norse. Oh. He's Norse. He's, he's, is, he, is he from I, Norway? Is he, is he a Viking? Know. Okay, nurse so. extraordinaire. No, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. Well, you know, eh, they're, they're all from the same kind of... Never mind. Um, yeah, no. Adam Driscoll, <laughs> nurse extraordinaire at Strong Memorial Hospital. In addition to being an amazing nurse, he is a wonderful father, husband, and an all-around great guy. Thank you, Adam, for being our hero. And remember, not all heroes wear capes. Adam is a... I, I think I met Adam. I think, is it Adam married to Kate? He is. Yep. Oh, okay. Adam, it's class act. Kate Hell actually a had a snow day the other day, and she usually doesn't get called off of work, but they said mm-hmm. don't come in. Wow, that's yeah. wild. Yep. Okay. I saw that post. Old friends from Renfair. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, and the question of the week, what is making your geeky little heart happy this week? All right. So, Sherry, am I reading this right off the notes here? Name... Name yep. one book, TV show, movie, game, or album you are reading, watching, playing, or listening to right now. Sherry, lead us off with this one. What's what's making your geeky little heart happy at the moment? Last year at FC3, uh-huh. in the game room, we were introduced to a really weird card game called uh, We Didn't Play Test This At All. Oh, Yeah, Ian's, Ian's. Been, Ian's played that. He's, he loves that game. Fell in love with it, and we have been playing it lately. We got I got it for Monkey Girl for Christmas this year, and we've been playing it a lot, and that's making my geeky little heart happy. Have you gotten Exploding Kittens yet? Yes. We've had Exploding Kittens for a while. They have another yeah. one called Imploding Kittens. Imploding, oh, no. Yeah, got that one, too. It's an expansion to that. Yeah. Wow. I, yep. That's a natural thing. How about you, Monk? What's been keeping you happy lately? Um, I just picked up a new manga series. Uh-huh. I've read the first book like three or four times, and I've never gotten past it, and I finally got past it, and I'm like, wow, I really like this. <laughs> it's called uh, Natsume's Book of Friends. Nice. Right. So, uh, Dolly, I'm enjoying that. I'm going to you next. Dolly, uh, name one book, TV show, movie, game, or album you are reading, watching, playing, or listening to right now. I've been on my Xbox One lately, Uh huh. so I beat Injustice 2, and I'm addicted to it on my phone, 
but Edwin also introduced me to Darksiders, and I have way too much fun playing that. All you hear <laughs> is me yelling at the TV and screaming, <laughs> F your couch while I destroy the couch so I can get a soul, because when you break things, it gives you souls. I get so happy. <laughs> I'm just ruining furniture. I'm like, screw your chair. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, how about you? The one thing that's made my geeky little heart very happy is that Kevin Smith is still alive. Yeah, yes. that's a thing. He's my very, very favorite celebrity. Like, I listen to so many of his podcasts. Uh-huh. I, I literally feel like he's my friend. Absolutely. And when I and heard the I other day the cult- that he, he had... That. He had the massive heart attack. I got really, really sad. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's done some Facebook Live stuff yeah. that you know, mm-hmm. talk about what happened and how he's recovering. And, and that's made me really happy that he's doing better. Huge shout out to the big Kev, man. We're, we're glad that you're you're cruising through this, that you're you've got a great attitude about it. I I'd watched his Facebook where, you know, he was talking about what had happened. He did a play by play of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, it's it's very it, it was close to home. It hit close to home because Kevin is like three weeks older than I am. So he's, we're the st- he's forty seven. I'm fifty two. Yeah, I mean, and, so yeah. we're all kind of contemporaries of each mm-hmm. other, and uh, and I've been going through some very minor, comparatively speaking, mm-hmm. minor health issues myself, and so you know, having him talk about it was an inspiration in its own way. You know, the next day I called my doctor. I said, "Look, I've got some of these concerns, and I know people my age are having issues lately. And mm-hmm. now I've made friends with a cardiologist. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I've listened to his podcast for years. Obviously, his movies. Right. But you, you learn about him. You become like his friend listening to his podcast mm-hmm. as he tells his stories and stuff. Exactly. And I've seen him live a bunch of times, and I've got to talk to him a couple times on the radio. Oh, cool. And at one time he said he was going to adopt me. He loved me so much. So. <laughs> Yay! We, def- I, we he was, adopted you. He's yep. like on my wish list for people to bring into the yes. show so I'm, I'm would be glad a lot of fun. he's still alive exactly I am too I am too that was podcast Devin, he has like eight of them or yeah it's like a smodcast is the flagship podcast uh-huh. you can okay. get them all at smodcast.com but fat man on batman yeah he covers pop culture stuff hollywood babylon is a uh sort of a pop culture movies what's going on and it's a very funny one uh he's got a bunch uh, jane silent bob get old you can find them all at smidecast.com. He's actually one of the things he talked about was um, they're doing a, they're going to do a Jay and Silent Bob reboot yep. movie. They just so, starting to film it. That's amazing. Can, yep. So that should be fun. That should be good. But yeah, so Kevin Smith is still on this earth for a little while longer, and we're very, 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 very happy about yeah. that. Okay, man, get get well soon, brother. All right, Edwin, your turn. Uh, what I have to say has made me kind of happy. Was uh, I found out that on Friday. Uh-huh. They had released a remake of one of my, uh, two of my favorite uh, 64 games, which is Turok. Okay. So I've been having a blast. That's actually the game I actually streamed on Saturday yesterday. Oh, cool. All right. You know, so. Good deal. I'm happy with that. Nice. Yes, the guy in the chair. Yep, that's my Twitch channel, the guy in the chair. The guy chair. in the chair is your Twitch channel? <laughs> okay. Yep. And I'm his Overwatch. Or Oracle, you know. She's my girl in the chair. Felicity Smoke. <laughs> exactly. I feed him info. <laughs> All right, so good deal, and you're gonna be doing that. You're gonna stick in with that. Yeah, okay. uh, that's gonna be my main Twitch channel, the guy in the chair, mm-hmm. you know. And then I'll be uh, working with the monkey family on on that Twitch channel as well. Sexy, All right, Tanya? Fabulous. How about Hi. you over there? Um, actually, I was able to just sit down, relax, and read a book the other day. It's been so long since I've had a chance to actually just sit down, relax, and read. Yeah. And, What's it like? Uh, you know, it, 
it was just um, a book that I I don't even remember where I picked it up. Maybe at Big Lots or something like that mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something. But just um, loving the title of it was Nice Girls Don't Bite Their Neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> So is this an autobiography that you're planning on writing or something? Well, well, it's just um, about the um, uh, author Molly Harper, and she's got lots of different, like, um, paranormal-type series and a chance of, like, um, the undead living in the real world and how vampires can actually, like, be part of the family gotcha that type of thing so it's just it was the fourth book of a series called nice girls and of course i picked up the last book of the series and i read it and i'm just like oh where did the characters come from but it was it was enough that it could stand alone so i just had a nice chance to sit there and read and things like that so that's what made my geeky heart happy good deal all right chimich Oh, oh. It's Ian's turn. Yes, it is. How about you, buddy? Oh, uh, what makes me happy? I'm currently uh, playing through... You had a snow through... day. What? You had a snow you day. You had a snow day. Yes. That's what made you happy. <laughs> Not because of the last lack of school, but because of the snow. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, what makes my geeky heart happy? I am currently playing through all class storylines in Old Republic. Star Wars The Old Republic, the and MMO. I'm, because I never really focused on the storylines. I just focused on leveling my characters up. Right. I'm starting to see the crossovers between classes uh-huh. and all the companions just hanging out. and It's so cool and awesome to see. BioWare does a great job of creating a story-based RPG. I think they've they've they're phenomenal at that. They've been they've had a history of doing that. Sort I, of thing. Yeah. I started to squeal when I heard Mako and Quasim <laughs> were friends. Oh, it made me so happy. There you go. Good stuff. And Christopher. And Christopher. Well, Christopher has um has been indulging uh my my need for for D and D. And how does that As, make you feel? I'm telling you, it's it's the happiest moment of my life. I still have to pick up the handbook. Yeah, the player's handbook. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get Which you one version? of the fifth edition. Uh, we got to get you into fifth because yeah. that's what we're all we're all playing for the most part right now. Um, but I picked up Xanathar's Guide to Everything, which is one of the first really major expansions to the player's handbook and DM's guide. Where's your backpack? It's not in the office. It's not in the studio right <laughs> it's now. It's in, in my car, locked away, safe from you. Oh. <laughs> um, but Xanathar's Guide to Everything is great, uh, and it, it, the part that I really enjoy the most is that it's written from the perspective of. A beholder who lives under water deep and fashions himself, fancies himself kind of a crime lord. So there's like all these, these sections of information and then these little drop in notes that are written by, quote unquote, written by Xanathar himself. And Xanathar has a pet goldfish named Silgar. All right. So this should tell you the kind of attitude that we're dealing with here. And the commentary throughout the book is hilarious. It's just, it, it, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. So I won't try to make a quote on it at the moment. But it's been great because it's adding another layer. To uh, to this great game that I love playing so much, and that I've been DMing on a couple, you know, in a couple of different campaigns, um, I'm just looking forward to playing Fifth Edition now. I've been I, the only thing, I, the only experience I have with Fifth Edition right now is DMing it. So I'm looking forward to playing it one of these days. So that's a thing. So that's what's making me happy at the moment. And uh, and oh, another thing that's making me happy is that we've come to a, a conclusion of another great episode. Uh, everybody had a great time, and I'm hoping Did we get at least everybody? we got everybody. I think I got Monk and Sherry on the Call phone. Call Sybil. Um, we'll call Sybil and ask her <laughs> later, and we'll we'll punch that in on episode seventy three. Sybil was happy that she got to come and see all. Yes, of us. Yeah. she. That, I, it's that so was great to thing. have her yes. in the studio again. I got to hug Sybil. That's that's a thing. All right. Sybil liberties. So this has been episode seventy two, and this is the Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you like a spider monkey, June 9th and tenth. 
2018 at the Floriano Rochester Riverside Convention Center. Like us on Facebook, love us on Facebook, subscribe to us on Patreon, FC3ROC, and we will see you guys next week. Have a great one.